Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sanyin Podcast. Today we are joined by the amazing Rosa Mushega, all the way from Canada. She's an educationalist and she's going to share an insight on what work she's doing. Rosa, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Um, so, Miss Rosa, um, kindly introduce yourself for someone who does not know you. Okay, my name is Rosa Moshega, as you've introduced me. I am a born-again Christian, a mother of two young adults, and I'm an educator. I um, live in Canada currently, previously lived in Uganda and uh, the United Kingdom, and... Yeah, that's pretty much about me in a nutshell. Okay, um, so give us an insight on your teaching career, your profession as an education. So teaching is actually my second career. I was previously an administrator in local government in the social services sector in the United Kingdom in London, England to be precise. Uh, when I graduated from university in England, with a double major in math and statistics, I wanted to become a statistician. Unfortunately, due to financial constraints, I was unable to get into a master's program. However, I always had a passion for teaching and spent my spare time tutoring students at elementary and high school level. And so after working for four years in the social services sector, I got married, had children, and then I decided for their benefit, my children's benefit, I would stay at home, take care of them until my youngest was old enough to start full-time elementary school. So when I got to that point, I decided to go back to school and earned myself a teaching degree. And I've been teaching now for 15 years and have never looked back since. Okay, wow. Um, that's a great, uh, great insight. So what has been your biggest achievement in your teaching career so far as you've highlighted so my biggest achievement in my teaching journey is qualifying to be a special education resource teacher so i have a specialist in uh, special education uh, this position has given me the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of students with special needs and uh, by special needs, uh, I'm saying that they might have a physical need or a de developmental need or behavior need. Uh, they could have autism, they could have Down syndrome, or they could have um, attention deficit disorder or oppositional defiant disorder or things like that. So what I do is I... Uh, work with our teachers by co-teaching, co-planning, providing professional development workshops for teachers, building capacity, liaising with different agencies uh, that work with our students like psychological services, speech and language pathology, social workers, and sometimes uh, pediatricians in order to help our students with their special needs in order to help our students who have special needs uh, be successful in their journey of learning. I also communicate with parents and help them to support their children at home with learning and life skills by providing them with strategies uh, that we use at school for the purpose of consistency on the home and school front. So I love my job very much. It gives me a lot of job satisfaction because I get to make a difference in the lives of students, their families, 
while supporting my colleagues so that they contribute to the success and achievement of all students. Okay. Um, recently, I've seen that um, you have a, a company called Teaching for Success, and I've seen the, the work you do on social media. So tell me more about Teaching for Success and the work you do. So Teaching for Success is an organization that provides consultancy services and professional development for teachers in Uganda. Uh, we do this mostly online and uh, for two months of the year in person. So most of the year uh, we teach online on uh, the Teaching for Success uh, website, and we provide uh, resources for teachers, such as videos, uh, articles, uh, digital books, and anything that can help them uh, move forward with their uh, teaching practice. Okay. Um, so what's like the, the end goal, like the vision of Teaching for Success? What do you want to achieve? So the vision of Teaching for Success is to um, make inroads in the wider educational sector in Africa and to reach out to different schools in, in African countries and support them in learning how to uh, help students think critically, uh, to relate what the students are learning in the classroom to the, round, to the world around them, uh, to broaden the curriculums so as to engage the students and make learning more fun. And we want to move away from teaching to the test or exams, but instead teach students so that they can gain more knowledge about various concepts and be able to compete with their peers globally. We want learning to be very authentic. And currently I have worked with different schools in Uganda for a year now, as we are a very new uh, organization. And I'm also planning to start uh, to expand and work in schools in Tanzania, Kenya, and Rwanda. Okay, um, so you've highlighted what your company does. Um, so what do you think is the biggest challenge facing the educational sector in Africa? So I think the biggest problem facing the education sector in Uganda and Africa is that teachers are not valued, yet they're the building blocks of education. Most teachers are paid very poorly and not provided with ongoing professional development in order to improve their teaching skills and keep up to date with the latest pedagogy or educational skills on a global scale. Having worked with many teachers in Uganda, I've come to the conclusion that most of them have the potential to be excellent teachers, but they are overworked, underpaid and undervalued. Another problem in education facing many African countries is that there's a limited innovation and creativity when it comes to content and delivery of curriculum. Instead of creating a curriculum based on data collect, uh, collected from our own students, we tend to take on foreign curriculum that most of our students cannot quite relate to, but instead just cram uh, content to pass exams. We need to collect data from our own students and figure out how they learn best, what they can relate to and teach content that is relatable. Instead of taking curricula, say from 
the United Kingdom Cambridge curricula. We should pick the good ideas from the different curriculums around the world and then add them to our own so that we get a richer, diverse and deeper curriculum that can be used to drive our students in a more successful pathway in education. Okay, um, you've, you've highlighted the point of innovation. So how do you think we can buy innovation in education? I think uh, the way we can make education more creative, again, is, as I've said, relate education to the real world. Students need to know why they're learning, what they're learning. Uh, for example, if a student is doing math in a math class uh, and they're learning about perimeter, it would be a great thing for a teacher to explain why it's important in real life to learn about perimeter. Right? Maybe someone might be uh, having a job in futures in construction. Maybe someone could be uh, a person who is making uh, floors for a house or a carpet in a house or a rug or something like that. So students, when they're learning, they're inspired to learn because they know that there is a goal and a reason why they're learning what they're learning. So that's really important. As well, I think what's important is to make learning more practic practical and uh, student-centered. It's not that the teacher has all the ideas, but students have to be encouraged to research and come up with their own ideas and share their ideas with each other in order to be more successful in their learning. Okay. Um, so what have been the challenges you've faced and teaching for success as you're trying to change the education sector in Africa? The challenges I have in that I've faced with this organization is sometimes a lack of willingness of school directors and administrators or owners to invest in professional development for their teachers. So many schools believe that as long as their teachers have a degree in education, that's the only factor that's going to make them effective teachers. Some teachers, though, uh, take part in professional development, but that's during holiday time. Whereas in our organization, we emphasize ongoing learning throughout uh, the term so that the teachers are able to put into practice whatever they're learning uh, pretty quickly. They're not going to forget what they learned over the holidays and not implement it. So we really encourage them to do that. As well, we want teachers to uh, show us that they are actually putting into practice what they're learning. So we do uh, come into the schools and observe and give them feedback of their teaching of what they're doing right and how they can do better. Um, okay. I just, I just want to ask. So when you're when you're doing and having discussions with those teachers, why do you think they are still rigid with their opinion about education? I think it's just the humanness of all of us is that we tend to believe that the way we are taught is the way we have to teach, right? And not everyone is open to new learning, especially as people grow older. And teachers sometimes have that mentality that they know what's best. And so they make sure that teacher teaching is only teacher-centered. It's the teacher's answer, it's the teacher's strategies. Whereas for myself as a teacher, I have learned so much from my students. 
And I think the best thing a teacher can do is to be open to learn from their students in order to improve uh, their teaching practice. And uh, as well, not many schools encourage professional development, maybe because it might be a financial issue for most schools. And for a lot of schools, uh, many schools, for example, in Uganda are private schools. So it's more of a money-making scheme than a way to raise standards in our education system. Okay. Um, so what has been your biggest achievement as Teaching for Success? So, far. so our biggest uh, achievement at Teaching for Success has been working with an elementary school in Luzira in Uganda called Dade Nasari and Primary School. Uh, we've been working for them, with them online and in person. The teachers are extremely enthusiastic and willing to learn new skills. And the school has benefited from the workshops that we have provided them with. And this can be seen in the high morale that the teachers have, a new pedagogy, best practice skills that they're implementing, as well as evidence of student success and achievement at all levels of learning in the school. Okay. Um, so apart from being an educationist, which other aspects of your life are you into? So um, I'm currently uh, working with a ministry in Uganda called uh, Destined Vessels of Salvation Ministries. Uh, so as part of the leadership, uh, we are working with uh, homeless youth, mostly male, uh, in Kisenyi, in Kampala, which is very much a slum area. And uh, these people are living in abject poverty. Uh, most of them are addicted to drugs and are unemployed and homeless. I would say 99% of them. Uh, so what our aim is, is number one, to spread the gospel of Jesus to these people and also to train them, first to rehabilitate them and then train them in trade skills. That is our future plan uh, for this ministry. And I very much enjoy doing it. Anything that involves helping people and making a difference in the lives of people, I'm all for and very passionate about. Wow. So there are plans of creating a, a foundation, like a big foundation back home? Um, not really, but I'm always open to working with uh, different organizations and ministries as long as it involves um empowering people and helping people in the areas of uh, education or in the uh, in areas that benefit uh, their spiritual well-being. I am uh, very passionate about that. I also uh, have held, uh, I recently held a women's conference in a church called uh, Gospel of, of, of All Nations of Truth. And um, this is a church in Namuongo, another slum area in Kampala. And uh, it's just fun and exciting to uh, work with women and, and young people mostly. That's my passion. And try and empower them and give them hope that um, their lives can be changed and that they have a future ahead of them okay um so my last question would be um you've lived in the diaspora for many years um but you're from uganda so what makes you proudly ugandan what makes you proudly african there's a saying that you can 
take someone out of the village, but you can't take the village out of the person. So <laughs> in the same breath, I say that you can take someone out of Africa, but you can't take the Africanness out of them. So I am definitely a proud uh, African as someone living in the diaspora for uh, nearly uh, 40 years now. Um, I'm so proud of our rich culture and uh, the great uh, sense of belonging I have to a beautiful continent with equally beautiful uh, people of diverse languages, ethnicities, and cultures. So just knowing my roots makes me feel proud and not only of my Ugandan background, but also of my African heritage. Okay, um, Miss Rosa, it was an honor having you. Um, thank you for accepting our invitation. And we're happy that you passed by. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure.